0: All right, so um, as I mentioned before, it is so good to be back with you uh, here this week. We had a good week away on vacation last week, but we're really glad to be back here among you, worshiping our great God and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, together. And especially today, at the beginning of a new year uh, with new possibilities, right? People making all sorts of New Year's resolutions. Any of you make any New Year's resolutions? All right, wow. Nobody did, right? I think after 2020. Everybody decide. I'm gonna wait till 2022 to make a New Year's resolution, right? And so, but you know what? The Bible talks a lot about renewal, right? It says things like renew your mind, renew your spirit. It says those who wait on the Lord, those who trust in God, will renew their strength, right? So it's good to do things intentionally to renew your relationship with God, to renew your spiritual life. As a matter of fact, I think that God intentionally designed cycles in life in order to give us regular opportunities for renewal you have a new day you have a new week you have a new month you have a new year right with new opportunities for renewal and so we as the body of christ here at first assembly we're intentionally focusing on spiritual renewal this month and we're giving you some specific tools and opportunities to get involved in that and to make that happen in your life and first i encourage you to do whatever you need to do to get into God's word this year. How many of you remember the last sermon I preached here? Okay, three of you. That's great. Okay, That's actually pretty good for most pastors, right? So, um, It was on the word of God, right? And getting into the word of God and hearing the word of God. And if you remember, I mentioned that that sermon is going to be kind of foundational for where we're headed this year, and especially at the beginning of this year in this new series. So I encourage you, do what you need to do to get into um, the Word of God. Become my U-version friend, right? And do some studies with me this year. And then also, we are intentionally focusing on prayer this month. Now, we should be focusing on prayer all the time. Amen? So I won't say amen, but we are intentionally focusing on prayer this month. We're beginning, beginning a new series today called Prayers That Made a Difference. And we'll be looking at people in the Bible who spoke with God, prayed key prayers at key times and moved the, the hand of God to make a difference in their situation. So we'll look at what was going on, what was in the character of those who prayed those prayers and uh, tried to discern what it was that made those prayers so effective. And the purpose here isn't to just give you a nice series to listen to, right? It's to encourage you to renew your prayer life, to help you have a vibrant prayer life and pray prayers that made a difference in 2021 and so to do that we'll also be designating the week of january 18th to 24th that's a monday through a sunday next next week 18th to 24th as prayer week here at first assembly so each day monday through sunday we're going to have a different specific prayer focus that we're going to ask all of you to just join with us and pray for us so we'll publish those a little bit um later on as well. But uh, it'll culminate in a special prayer and praise service that Sunday night, January 24th, right here in the sanctuary. So I encourage you to set aside some time that week, extra time, to focus on prayer with us for those special uh, prayer emphasis that we're going to be having. Maybe fast a day, maybe fast a meal each day or something like that so that we can focus on praying that week. And then here's something else that we're doing um, as well. Uh, During that week of prayer... I'm going to be doing a U version devotional. It's entitled "Dangerous Prayers." How many of you have ever done a U version devotional with me? Any of you? A bunch of you. All right, it's pretty good, right? You can do the devotional and you can you can read it and uh, uh and then you can comment and interact with each other as well. So I'm going to be doing this devotional called "Dangerous Prayers." All right, and uh, this one I think is a really good devotional. I, I rate them um, usually um, three, four, or five stars. This one gets a five star. Uh, from me and so what i'm going to be doing to encourage you to get involved in that that week um there's also a a book that goes along this, this devotion was by a pastor named craig greshel and any of you ever heard of him craig greshel he's a, he's a best-selling author and he's got a book called dangerous prayers that that goes along with that devotional so i encourage you maybe consider to get that book now i'm not preaching from that book right but the book goes along really well with this series that we're doing called prayers that made a difference so What is happening here is I am actually um, inviting you all to do this with me. And the first one of you that responds right now and accepts my invitation will receive this book up here absolutely positively free. Okay, and if you're not my new version friend yet, then my goodness, why not? I want to be your Bible friend. All right, so I encourage you, go to get your Uversion account, become my friend. If you don't know how to do that, see one of my daughters, see Jill after, after church, call us at the office, we'll help you set that up. All right, so um, the last message I brought to you, we talked about hearing from God, about getting into God's Word, and I hope you really took that to heart, all right, because um, the habit of hearing from God in His Word really, really works well with uh, what we're going to be talking about in this series called Prayers That Made a Difference. Talking with God and hearing from God go hand in hand. It's kind of like uh, trying to do one without the other. It's kind of like having a great sports car without any fuel in it. It's like having a Ferrari without a road to drive it on. It's like having a motorboat without a lake. All right, now you can't have one without the other, right? You can have a motorboat that sits in your driveway. You can have a Ferrari that sits in your garage. But what fun is that, right? I mean, wouldn't you rather get that boat out on the lake, right? Get that that Ferrari out on the road and experience it like it's supposed to be experienced in a safe way within the speed limit, right? (laughs) And, you know, and that's what it's like when you combine talking with God with hearing from God. It's where you become a doer of the word. It's where you put the word into action. It's where it becomes dynamic instead of just static, right? It's where faith stops being something that we just believe and becomes something that we are living right it's it's where we start to take this amazing relationship that we have with God take it out of the garage so to speak and get it out on the road and experience it like it's meant to be experienced so let me ask you a question and by the way I I have a lot of questions for you in this sermon I think more questions than I've ever asked the congregation before but so let me ask you a question how many of you have ever had an amazing time of prayer with God I mean, you just sense you were so close with God and, uh, and, and God was just so near. Maybe he was just answering your prayers so quickly and so powerfully. You've all experienced that type of thing, right? I remember one time, my goodness, I was preparing for a, uh, for a, a young adults meeting a, a bunch of years ago and I was praying in the sanctuary and, and, uh, and, and it just seemed like God's presence got so strong it was no longer appropriate for me to be walking back and forth and I got on my knees And I just sent his presence became so strong. It wasn't, I was still too high. And I I got on my face before God. And I felt like his presence was just so strong. I was was still too, I needed to get even further down. And I got on my face um, completely before God and felt his presence so strong, you know. And then he just gave me a word that sustained me for many, many uh, years. And then that word was this, my people are, um, uh, the way to the holy of holies has been open, but my people are content to shout at me from the outer courts. And that just made a difference in my life, like for, for, for decades, you know, to come. God was just so close. You know, I remember another time we were praying during a young adults meeting and we would meet on Saturday nights. And oh my goodness, um, I mean, that, that group used to pray. We, we'd worship and we'd pray and we'd hear from the word of God. And I remember this one Saturday night, we were praying and going around uh, and different people were praying and, and it was just real Pentecostal, you know. And This one friend of mine, his name was Paul as well. He he began to pray. He was a Bible school student. He began to pray. And he began to pray for this one person that he knew who um, had used to be in Bible school. He had left Bible school, but not just left Bible school. He had left God entirely, started uh, uh, just living for himself, got into drugs, got into alcohol, just living for pleasure. And so he began to pray for him. And something happened. The Spirit of God fell and just grabbed uh, every one of us, the anointing of God fell in, in prayer. And so he didn't just finish and then we moved on. The next person be, be got this, this anointing to pray for this individual as well and began to pray. And then the next, and the next, and the next. And the, the anointing was just so heavy until, you know, finally sometime later it lifted and we went on with the service, right? And that was a Saturday night. And the next morning, my friend Paul, he came to me and, and he said, you'll never believe it. Last night I went home and, and that young man we were praying for, he called me on the phone, and he said, Paul, you've got to help me. I'm, I, I, I'm sick of my sin. I, I'm, I'm sick of my, my bondage and my slavery. I just need to get out of this. I need you to help me get back to Jesus. Can I tell you what? That's a powerful prayer, isn't it? You know, and some of you, you've had times like that, right? We've had some powerful prayer times, and, and God's just moving, right? Um, or sometimes when, when even simple things, God's just like, like that, right? Answering your prayer course. You ever had that type of thing? you know what i'm talking about right you're walking around like this going dear god where are my glasses god would you please just i have no idea where my glasses are god would you help oh (laughs) thank you jesus right or you know more often than not you've misplaced them somewhere and you finally stop and pray god you know would you show me where they are And, and bing god just drops in your heart where they are you go find them right any of you ever have that happen? All right. So every, I remember one person uh, in another church I was in searched for his keys. He, he was doing something at the church, lost his keys, searched all over, and he came to me asking, and I said, did you pray? Did you ask God? I mean, he, he's all-knowing. He knows where they are. You know, oh, I hadn't done that. He bowed his head. He prayed, immediately looked up, and across the parking lot, way, it's a large parking lot too, way across the end, he just happened to look up and immediately see something um, shining at the corner of the parking lot, walked over, there was his keys. Just like that, right? Um, Sometimes God just answers your prayers like that. I remember one time I was praying on a Saturday morning. This was a bunch of years ago. Uh, We've been married a few years, Jill and I. I don't even think Emily was born yet. And I'm praying on a Saturday morning. Jill was out, and she was shopping or doing something. Uh, And we had one car. And so I prayed. I had a good time, a good time of devotions and prayer and, uh, and in the Word and all of that. And I was kind of finishing that up. And boy, that, I felt good. I felt good spiritually, like I ate my vegetables spiritually. And, and right at the end, I just sort of prayed. And I sort of said to God, you know, God, I'd really like to go golfing today. Now, I didn't golf a lot, you know, um, uh, once or twice a year. But I just felt like I'd like to go golf. But I had no car, no way to get there and, and all of that. And wouldn't you know it, inside of two minutes, a friend of mine from the church uh, who worked at the church with me called me up and said, Hey, Paul, you want to go golfing today with me and my son? I'm like, actually, yeah, I'd love to. But um, I don't have a car. Jill's out. She's going to be out for hours. You know how it is when your wife is shopping. And he says, Oh, no worries. We'll come out. We'll pick you up, and we'll go to that course that's right out near you. You know, we're a half hour away. And so so we went golfing. And and like a couple days later, I was telling my aunt this. And she says to me, she rolled her eyes, and she said to me, your heavenly father spoils you. <laughs> and you know what? I, I, in that moment, I felt like she was right. I felt like I was God's youngest child, and I got whatever I wanted. You all know what the youngest child thing is, right? In that moment, not every day right not every day everything like that but in that moment i kind of felt have any of you ever felt like that like oh my goodness like you're god's youngest child and you're just getting whatever you want right and uh and and so sometimes it's like that now let me ask you another question how many of you have ever experienced something that's kind of opposite of that you know i mean like you're trying to pray but it doesn't feel powerful or dynamic it doesn't feel like god is close Right? It uh, doesn't seem like uh, uh, that God's real close. It seems like maybe your prayers are bouncing off the ceiling and just falling on the floor and not get any, getting any further than that. Maybe you feel frustrated. How do you feel when that happens? Maybe you feel frustrated. Maybe you feel like, you know, you wonder what's going on. God, are my prayers just going into God's junk prayer folder? You know, or saying there or something like that. Am I missing it? Have I done something to offend you, God? How many of you ever felt like that? You know, sometimes, all right, sure. Let me ask you this. How many of you feel like sometimes you're in a prayer rut, like you're just praying the same things over and over and over again, right? You ever feel that way? Oh, God, bless mom. God bless dad. God bless sister. God bless brother. God bless Aunt May. God bless cousins and and, and so forth and blah, 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 blah. Any of you ever feel that way? Okay, let me just get really real with you um, right here. How many of you, um, in a prayer rut, you ever just felt like you were bored praying? Oh, come on. No one wants to put their hand up on that. Don't be ashamed. I mean, that's happened to everybody. That's happened to me, okay? That's happened to me. All right, so, uh, um, you know, and some of you shouldn't look so shocked, right? You say, Pastor, that's happened to you? But you're a pastor. Aren't you some type of spiritual superhero or something, right? And the answer is no. I am not a spiritual superhero, okay? Okay? Pastor, that's happened to you? You've been bored in prayer? Yep. Pastor, you've ever been in a rut in prayer? Yeah, sure I have. Let me ask you one more time. How many of you have ever been bored in prayer? All right, a few more hands, right? Honest hands, right? And, you know, I'm just trying to be honest here. And I'm just trying to get us all to be honest here. Because if we're not honest, and I think we'll just end up, all we'll end up doing with this prayer emphasis is putting on a show. Putting on a show for God putting on a show for each other, and it won't profit anyone anything. But if we're honest with God, if we begin to approach God with honesty, I think that we can really profit and grow, grow in our prayer life, and make a difference during this time of focus prayer and all the way throughout 2021. And really pray some prayers in 2021 that make a difference. And so if you've ever been frustrated, if you've been in a rut, if you've been bored, or even if you've just been lazy... let's just start with that. Let's just start with being honest with God. God, this is how it is. God, this is is the truth about, about where I'm at right now. And so let me ask you one more time, you know, how many of you have ever been frustrated or bored or wish your prayer life was more than it was or is? All right. Now, have you ever thought of this? Have you ever thought that maybe, just maybe, sometimes God is bored with your prayers? Now, I don't mean bored with you, all right? He loves you. He wants to hear from you. Um, He wants to have this relationship with you. I mean, Jesus died for you because he wants to bring you to the Father, right? I don't mean bored with you at all, but if you're bored and kind of perfunctory in your prayers, why would God be that interested in that? I mean, consider this for a minute. Think about it. God has an infinite mind. He's infinitely creative, right? And so, Imagine what it's like for him. He he sees you about to pray again. Let's say he sees me about to pray again. Hey, Paul's about to pray again. And, uh, you know, some of the angels are around. Maybe they notice that. Maybe uh, God's like, hey, Gabriel, come here. Paul's about to pray again. Let's see what he's going to pray. uh, Here it comes. I'm like, God, would you please bless this macaroni and cheese that I'm about to consume, you know, for the umpteenth time? Can you imagine maybe God's like, really? I have all this power, I have, I have all, all of this, uh, these resources, I, I have all this love for you, I have all these great plans for your life, all these great plans in the world, and for the 20th day in a row, all you've asked me to do is bless your meal. That's about it, right? And uh, I can imagine God going, well, okay, okay, go ahead and eat your macaroni and cheese with my blessing. Right? Uh, like, my goodness. Now, I'm not saying that God's upset or angry with such prayers or that he rejects such prayers or anything like that, right? I'm just wondering if sometimes God is bored with such prayers. I'm just wondering, you know, if we're bored with our prayers, then why would we expect God to be excited about them? And so as we begin this series about prayers that made a difference and about prayers that move the hand of God, the big question becomes this, what gets God excited What things is God interested in? What what things get his attention? What moves his heart? And then secondly, where does my life intersect with that? What's going on in my life that intersects with what gets God excited? And I think you'll find as we move forward that there's a lot more there than you might think. You might think that, hey, I'm just an ordinary person. I'm not like one of those prophets or apostles or anything like that so you know so for me i'm just over off on the side here the truth is there's a lot in your life that's intersecting with what makes god passionate you're the only person who can live your life and accomplish the things that god wants to accomplish through your life so i think we're going to find that god has an awful lot going on in your life that excites him that he wants to move through and the cool thing is it's not confusing I mean, it's not real complicated, right? You don't need to have a master's degree in theology to understand it. And you don't need to be a prophet or an apostle to experience it, right? All you need to be is a redeemed person who wants to walk in the Holy Spirit. And so to answer these questions, we're going to be looking at people in this series who prayed prayers that made a difference. Now, let me ask you one more question. When I ask you to think about prayers in the Bible that made a difference, prayers that moved the hand of God, what kinds of stories do you immediately think about i mean think back over your sunday school classes and maybe sermons that you've heard and uh, the bible that you've read right and so when we think about prayers that move the hand of god what kinds of stories do you immediately think about how many of you first think about power prayers i mean like elijah on mount carmel right calling down fire from heaven or moses in front of the burning bush or maybe the disciples on the day of pentecost were praying and the, the holy spirit fell how many of you think about the power prayers right few of you all right how many of you think about some of the personal prayers that were prayed like maybe hannah praying to receive a child or gideon praying for um uh, for direction from god before engaging on that big uh, uh mission for god or maybe king hezekiah praying for a personal healing how many of you maybe think about some of the personal prayers a few of you all right how many of you maybe think about the leadership kinds of prayers like maybe jesus praying for his disciples at the last supper or the way paul prayed for the people of the churches that he was responsible for in his letters I don't know if you maybe think of some of the leadership prayers. A few of you, okay. Now, whatever they were, whether they were power prayers or personal prayers or leadership prayers or whatever else, right? The scripture is full of these kinds of prayers that made a difference. And as we look at them, here's what we're going to find. There's not really a secret. How many of you are hoping for a secret? Pastor Paul's going to give me the secret formula that will, man, just transform my prayer life and I'm going to get... The power of God is going to fall on everything I say and do and everything. How many of you want the secret formula? That would be nice, wouldn't it? But there's no secret formula, no like, way of praying that's guaranteed results. But there are some principles we can learn and follow, but no repeatable formula. Now, I, I know that's a struggle sometimes, especially as Americans, right? Because um, we like efficiency. We like effectiveness. We like predictable results. We create an assembly line so that we can mass-produce things with quality control, so we get the same result every single time, right? And we'll build a better mousetrap, right? That's kind of who we are as Americans. But you don't approach the infinite God that way. You don't approach prayer that way. And so as we look at it, we're gonna find that sometimes prayers were short. Sometimes these prayers were long. Sometimes they were quiet, and whispers even. Sometimes they were loud, even shouting. Sometimes they were anguished. Sometimes they were peaceful. Sometimes they were angry. Sometimes they were grateful. Sometimes they were persistent and drawn out as they waited on God for an answer. And then sometimes they were quick as God just responded immediately. And so there's no secret, no formula, but there's at least one thing, at least one thing that all of these prayers were not. That all of these prayers were lacking. A poisonous ingredient, if you will, that will spoil your prayer life and even make it toxic. And all of these prayers that made a difference were lacking this one thing. And so I'd like to finish our time together um, this morning by just looking quickly at this one thing that they were all lacking. And then next week we'll begin at looking at some prayers that made a difference. Our Savior Jesus warned about this one thing in Matthew chapter six. It's in the Sermon on the Mount. And in chapter six, verse five, Jesus is talking about prayer. And he says this. He says, and when you pray... Do not be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. And so the first thing that any effective prayer lacks is showiness. What's a showy prayer? Well, look at how Jesus describes it here. He says these prayers are to be seen by others. And what this gets at is the motivation. When the heart motivation is to be seen by others, it's a showy prayer. Now, and Jesus isn't saying here that there can't be any prayers that are prayed in front of other people. We'll see that many of the prayers that made a difference were indeed prayed in front of other people. And Jesus himself, from time to time, he prayed in front of other people. That's not the issue. It's not about the location of the audience. It's about the motivation. And you know, for us, that's not easy, uh, easy to tell all the time because, you know, it's something that's inside someone else's heart and we can't Perfectly see inside someone else's heart and know what the motivation is But god it says weighs the motivations of our hearts and so for him it's easy It's like telling the difference between night and day god just sees what's motivating us And so here's the problem if we're praying and and we're focused on what other people are thinking about us If they think we're smart or spiritual if they think we speak well or whatever in that moment If the focus is not on god, it's on us. And so it's to be seen by others Look at that phrase there that says, Do not be like the hypocrites. The word there for hypocrites is the Greek word that's used for an actor on a stage. And so Jesus is saying, You know what? Don't put on an act for God. Don't pretend to be one thing while actually being another. You know, that's okay when you're in a play and you're playing a part, but not when you're praying before God. So Jesus is saying, You know, don't pretend to be focused on God when your heart is really focused on what people are thinking about you, right? And so this can manifest itself in a number of ways, right? Sometimes it might manifest itself really publicly, like the Pharisees that I think Jesus is referring to here. You know, they would stop in the street corner, you're going around, and they get to a busy corner, make sure, okay, there's a lot of people looking here, all right. And all of a sudden become overwhelmed with this need to pray, oh, God. You know, oh, and this burden to pray, and everyone's going by going, Oh my goodness, look at that. That person is so spiritual. Wow, that, that person's really close to God. Look how burdened they are for prayer. And Jesus says, you know, um, and apparently that was happening, right? Because Jesus wouldn't have given that example if that weren't a thing that they had, that they had seen, right? And so um, sometimes it may have been very public like that. But it doesn't have to be that obvious. It might be, not be so calculating and self-promoting. It might just be self-focused and self-centered right it might just be that you're focused on not looking bad and let me show you what i mean here like you're at a prayer meeting and you realize the guy next to you has has prayed for two minutes straight and you're thinking oh what am i going to look like i look so unspiritual i need to make sure i pray for three minutes you know because you know that guy just did two minutes so you're thinking um boy, that guy just um uh used two scripture reference in, in his prayer i gotta make sure i use three just so i don't look bad right Not because I have that much to say or anything like that, but because I don't want to look unspiritual. You think, man, uh, um, uh, that guy's just praying up a storm. He just looks so passionate. I have to make sure I look at least as passionate as that. And and so you become the power prayer man. You know, or you become the competitive prayer man. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with praying long. There's nothing wrong with praying passionately. And there's nothing wrong with praying the scriptures. My goodness, do all of those things, right? Pray long. Pray passionately. Pray the scriptures, right? Uh, But... There is something wrong with uh, focusing on what others are thinking about you when you pray. And there's really no need for it. God's not focused on that. A showy prayer, a prayer, uh, the content of which is intended to be more for the ears of other people around than it is for the ears of God. And God recognizes that. I mean, he's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. He knows when that's the case. And so look at the verse, in our verse, how Jesus says God responds to that. He goes on. He says, truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. Do you see that? God responds to a prayer like that by not responding. I mean, God doesn't get involved. He says, you've received your reward in full. He just kind of ignores it. And why wouldn't we? Because, listen, if, you're, if you hear someone talking, right, and you realize that they're not really talking to you, that um, what they're saying is intended for someone else, do you respond? Well, no, you wouldn't, right? Why would you? Because what's being said is intended for someone else and so when god hears us saying something that's intended really to get a response from someone else why would he respond right god doesn't get involved he just kind of ignores it he says they've received the reward in full they got what they were looking for they got the attention of others the admiration of others that's and that's as far as a showy prayer will get you there are no showy prayers that made a difference no showy prayers that moved the hand of god but don't be discouraged. That's not the end of the story here. God has so much more uh, great things in store for you. Look at the next verse. Verse 6. He says, But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. He will reward you. Jesus says that God wants to reward you. I mean, that's His heart towards you. He wants to reward his children. I mean, you, not just special people, not, not just the spiritually trained, not just pastors, not just missionaries, right? Not just apostles or prophets or things like that, people like that. Not just people who've been to Bible school or been to seminary. Jesus says, you, ordinary people like you, He wants to reward. I mean, can you get that down in your heart for a minute? Because a lot of people have this idea that, yeah, I believe that. I believe God wants to reward everybody else around me except for me. Any of you ever thought that way from time to time? I mean, it's easy to start thinking that. Yeah, it's for everybody else except for me. And God here says, no, he wants to reward you. He wants to hear prayers from you that move his hand. And so as we progress through this series, that's what I hope will be accomplished in you. I hope I hope that we'll be moved more and more than ever before to hear from God, to hear his heart and his passions and what moves him and then to speak with God and have God reward you. I hope that when we come to the end of 2021 that all of you will be able to look back and see prayers that you prayed that made a difference. Prayers that you prayed that moved the hand of God in 2021 and that he rewarded you. That's my my hope for you this year, for the body of Christ this year. And I hope you'll start today. I mean, don't put it off. Don't even wait till our week of prayer to begin a week from now. If you you haven't been, if if you're one of those people who said, you know what, the truth is, I do wish my prayer life was a little bit more than it is. Don't put it off. Start today. Go hear from God today, and go talk with God today. Put aside some things you need to put aside. And... And get with God in the word and in prayer. And let's pray some prayers that made a difference. Now, would you all just bow in prayer with me as we close this service today? Amen.
1: Oh, Heavenly Father,
0: we are looking to you. God, our hearts are towards you, God. God, we pray that you would just capture our hearts. God, we pray. Uh, God, thank you for speaking to us. And thank you that you even want to hear from us at all. God, help us today, this year, as individuals, God, and as the body of Christ, to pray prayers that make a difference. Give us your mind, give us your heart, God, and reward your faithful people, for it's in the name of Jesus we pray. And everyone that loves him said, Amen, amen and Amen. Hey, let's this year, and this week, and even today, be the type of people who pray prayers that make a difference.